There needs to be a professional counselor that can help you get to a place of health in your home. In Christ, there's always hope, and He wants us to do everything we can on the natural realm, and He'll do the supernatural stuff. We'll be talking today on Bridges about red flags in relationships. So I'm so glad that you could join us. And I'm really glad that all of you could come out to WHTN to join us as well today as we talk about red flags in relationships. And so we're going to talk about the really easy ones today. Things like angry outbursts and tantrums. I mean, none of you have ever seen that, right? No one ever does that. How about the old, let's act like it never happened? whatever it is, right? <laughs> and then won't take responsibility. You ever met a few of those? You know, it's not so bad when you're 10, right? And you're trying to train your children on what they need to do. But you know, when you're 40 and you still won't take responsibility, we've got a great big, huge red flag. So let's talk about the angry outburst and tantrums. Oh my goodness. You see two-year-olds have the little tantrum, right? And you know, that's not attractive. It's loud, it's cumbersome, but they're two. But again, you know, when you're 22, it's really not attractive. Uh, the Bible also talks about like uh, fits of rage and, and those kinds of things. And really, you all have never seen that, right? Yeah, I didn't think you did. That's why I especially wanted to talk to you today, because these are the issues that some people have, uh, red flags in relationships, that there are angry outbursts and tantrums. So anger, the Bible talks about anger, and it says, in your anger, don't sin. So it's clear that there is a function of anger, and that it doesn't have to be a sin because, you know, you meet people and they act like if you have any ounce of anger at all, um, well, you know, I, I thought you were a Christian, you know. But the Bible says that we can be angry. There are things that make us angry. Sin makes us angry. When someone that we love lies to us, we get angry. We have that desire in our heart to want to know the truth. We want to be dealt with truthfully. We want to be dealt with honestly. And especially when it's someone that we love and somebody that we're very close to, we want to be able to walk in that relationship and to be able to share truth and be honest. So anger, what I want to say is, it's not all of anger is not a red flag. Anger or outbursts are a red flag if we've crossed over into the line of sin. Like when a, a toaster goes flying across the room, we've crossed the line. Even if a person has lied to us again and again and again, the toaster is supposed to stay on the counter. It's not supposed to fly across the room. You all, everything in life escalates. So if we throw a toaster, something could get thrown back at us. We don't want those sorts of things to happen in our relationship. And many times when we see families up on the news and we see relationships that have gone wrong, it's because things kept simmering and kept escalating and there was no intervention and there was no 
help. Tantrums. You ever met people, they just scream and yell and just throw themselves a little hissy fit. And a lot of times people respond in fear to that. And sometimes like that comes out in the workplace. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. And unless you have a really strong leader and that stuff is allowed to go on, people start, you know, walking on tiptoes about that kind of stuff. Well, don't say anything to her because she just goes off and she just does that. And, you know, all of those things are unhealthy red flags. If you are there and if that is going on in your house, you need intervention professional counselor, go to somebody very well-respected, a strong, mature Christian in your church who's probably going to point you to a professional counselor because when things get out of hand like that, anything could happen. And you all, I lived growing up in a situation where stuff like that happened just about every day. And when we went outside of the house, we all acted like perfect little people, right? We smiled, we nodded, and inside, all of that stuff was festering and simmering. All of that unresolved stuff because nobody dealt with the red flags. Here's something I want to say today when we talk about red flags is to understand something that in Christ, there is always hope. Just because that's going on today doesn't mean that that has to be going on tomorrow and it doesn't have to be the legacy that you leave for your children and for their lives. In Christ, there's always hope. But I want to say this too. It's not just enough to say in Christ, there's always hope, like to know that we have to do something about it. So for example, if somebody was having a heart attack I would most assuredly pray, wouldn't you? 
what would I also do? Call 911. I'd get some professional people who know what to do with people having a heart attack so that they could pull out all the stops, right, to resuscitate and to bring health to that person. So here's the thing. When that happens with things in our house, like toasters are flying, furniture, fists are flying, all of that, when that happens, you all, that is even more serious than a heart attack. And you know, you can get the law involved in that and you can do all of that and if that's necessary, do that. But that's not the only thing that needs to be done. There needs to be a professional counselor that can help you get to a place of health in your home. In Christ, there's always hope and he wants us to do everything we can on the natural realm and he'll do the supernatural stuff. But our part is to do what we, all we can in the natural realm. Look with me at Galatians 5, and I'm going to read verses 21 to 23. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. You guys, these are all red flags. These are like problems. Dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But watch the hope that's here. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So I want you to understand that the Bible, when people say it's not relevant for today, it is relevant. All you have to do is open it, and it speaks to every single thing that goes on in life today. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, okay? So wild parties, drunkenness, fits of rage, anger, all of those things have been going on since the beginning of time. And since the beginning of time, all of those things are red flags and all of those things damage us and they damage everybody else that's around us. And God wants the best for us. So if those things are going on, it is really possible, in Christ there's always hope, remember, it's possible to go get help and to learn the root of those bad behaviors, to get rid of the root Yes, you should go get prayer. Yes, you should. But you should also get some people that are really skilled to take you beyond that to where in your home and at work you can start experiencing love and joy and gentleness and self-control. In Christ, there's always hope. I wasn't a person that threw lots of things around, but I used to throw things when I got mad. I used to stomp my feet and run through the house and scream at the top of my lungs. And then I would go to church and I would feel really bad about it, but I never told anybody. Because I was afraid. And so week after week and month after month, I went through that conflict of guilt about knowing what I believed and really believing it, and yet living a life that was way different. And if I would have only known that there were safe people, 
And if I would have only known that if I went to counselor and I said the truth, I had grown up that way. That's what I had seen, and that's what I thought people did when they got mad. I thought people stomped their feet. I thought they screamed at the top of their lungs. And I didn't understand like how to put it all together when I came to faith in Christ. And honestly, when I came to Christ at 13, like I never thought that I'd carry those things over into my adult life. I just found myself, when I got in adult situations where I was afraid or I felt threatened, not that I was being threatened like physically, but if I felt like it was a, a fault of mine was going to be pointed out, if I felt like something, I just would scream and yell to shut all of that down. And so I caused all kinds of problems in my marriage by this, and my husband did all the same thing, so we had like a really loud house. <laughs> we did. And again, I'm not saying that because I'm proud. I want to be honest so that people can be healed. I want you to know that just because there's a red flag in a relationship, it doesn't mean you have to live that way forever. There is always hope in Christ, and it starts with prayer and with obedience, and then you go get yourself some help. Amen. And you do whatever it takes to stop that in front of your children. You do whatever it takes because you don't want to pass that on to your children. You want to stop that. So red flags are an indication that something needs to happen. Now the next thing we're going to talk about is the act like it never happened syndrome. Some people really believe if we don't say anything about this, it will go away. If you don't say anything about that, the problem is going to get bigger. So, Maggie, will you talk to Cheryl about that? Yes, Monica. So, Cheryl, tell me, has there ever been a time where you wanted to sweep things under the rug, be in denial, and if so, how did you gain your freedom? Yes. <laughs> I did it for the majority of my life. And uh, it was easier than confronting situations. Um, I was very codependent, um, and codependents tend to not want to confront because we want to make everybody happy around mm -hmm. us. That's right. So we don't want to bring up anything that could offend you, make you mad. Um, and so I, uh, through a series of panic attacks and uh, going to the hospital and the ER and everything, I was diagnosed with PTSD and panic and anxiety. And through the process of going to a wonderful qualified yes. <laughs> uh, doctor, therapist, um, and doing something called EMDR, um, I have learned that um, it's, it's not always easy to confront those situations, but I've been able to walk through them and work through them. Um, and I actually found a couple of scriptures because I wanted to know, I know the Bible is not going to use the words red flags, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But there's a couple of scriptures that kind of go to that that have really helped me, and I try to remember them. Proverbs 27, 12. The prudent see danger mm -hmm. and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. I was paying the penalty for a long time. Emotionally, physically, it's draining. Um, and then Proverbs 22 through 24 and 25. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. It's not saying don't pray for that person, right. don't be a friend, um, an acquaintance, um, but don't don't copy their lifestyle. Don't mm -hmm. 
you know, stop those generational yes. uh, patterns. And then Proverbs 4, 14 through 15, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk mm -hmm. in it. And so those are the red flags. We know, you know, sometimes um, we can try to tell ourselves that flag is pink. <laughs> it's not really red, but that's denial. That's right. And we, it's still red. Pink is a shade of red. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to be careful, and it's just keeping our guard and, um, and doing the things, taking responsibility. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's so important. And I wanted Cheryl to share. She wrote a book called uh, Scarlet Cord of Hope. And she talks about, in the book, many of the things that she experienced and how her tendency throughout much of her life was to act like it never happened. And you hear uh, person after person that share that, and they just hold it in their heart. But you all, it grows. And in Cheryl's life, it manifested in terms of some panic attacks where she really thought she was having a heart attack and was going to die. And actually, it was just all of that stuff coming up. So everything that we try to hide, it comes out in some way. We don't realize it. There is a price to pay. It comes back out. And so what I'm saying is that, and I, and I guess it must be raining, and so we've got a tin roof, and it, that's okay. We're just going to keep on. Don't ignore red flags. Don't act like it never happened. Even if you can't talk to the person that did it or whatever, go get yourself some help. Pretending like stuff, you know, if you sweep stuff under the rug long enough, you're going to end up with a great big bulge under the rug, right? And you're going to end up tripping over it because you've got all of that stuff there. So I'm here today to say in Christ, there's always hope. We can deal with whatever's under the rug. It might be ugly, right? It might be hard. It might not be convenient. I mean, it's rarely, rarely convenient. But we can deal with it because in Christ, there's always hope. And there really are safe people in this world that will be our friends and that will pray for us and that will not judge us on this journey. So we need that. And then the red flag of won't take responsibility. Proverbs 28:13, the Message Bible says it like this. You can't whitewash your sins and get by with it. You find mercy by admitting and leaving them. Is that not wonderful? Our tendency is to just want to not deal with it. But the Bible makes it clear. Here's the thing. From the beginning of time, we've been trying to hide our sin. That's not new either. And the Bible says, you know, you can't whitewash it. You know how it is. Even Cheryl used it. You know, it's not a red flag. It's a pink flag. We always want to make stuff look and sound better than what it is. I mean, we dress up so nicely, don't you think? Don't we all look good here today? Mm. And I'm a big believer in hygiene, and boy, you know, I like to do my hair, and I love fashion. like to go to Charming Charlie's and get some discounted jewelry. But we also need to be dressed in the robes of righteousness by Jesus Christ. 
And we can't do that if we're not honest, if we won't take responsibility. And we can't make the people in our family or the people that we know or that we work with take responsibility, but we can take 100% responsibility for our own stuff. And in that place is a place of freedom and a place of wholeness where we're not putting on airs anymore. I can tell you that I feel so much freer now that I'm just honest about stuff rather than pretending like it wasn't my fault, it's not my responsibility, I feel so much better. That load of guilt and shame that used to like just hold over my heart and I had to act and pretend in front of other people. And I'm not saying to say all of your stuff all the time. Like there's a lot of oversharing on social media. Everything's right. not for everybody. Right. Repeat that with me. I'm right. kidding about that, but just everything's not for everybody. I'm talking about in the... In your prayer closet, confess it all. If you need professional help, tell it all. They can only help you to the level of which you are honest. So if you go to the counselor and you just make it look like you're right all the time, you'll know you're ready for counseling when you come to this place of, I can't do anything about anybody else, but I'm a wreck and I'm going to go get help. And in that place, you can like accelerate. I mean, because God is so good. When we start to move in obedience, he just comes alongside us, and that Holy Spirit just breathes on us, and we start to come alive in ways that we have not known in our whole life. But we have to start with that obedience. Look with me at Job 11 and verse 18 out of the New Living Translation. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. Here's what I want you to know. If you have any of the red flags going on that we've talked about today, it, whether it's you, whether it's a family member, somebody that you love so much, you know, if you've got the red flags of not taking responsibility, angry outbursts, tantrums, act like it never happened, you know, the enemy will work to isolate you and to make you feel like there's no hope. And to make you feel like it's been this way, so it's always going to be that way. I am telling you because of Christ, it doesn't have to always be that way. It may be that way today. And today may be a hard day, but it doesn't have to always be that way. In Christ, there's always hope. So to sometimes to every red flag in our life, we have to look at it, and we have to say, you're not going to be in charge of my life anymore. I may have lived like this for a really long time, but I'm not going to continue. Maybe my rug does have that great big bump in it. You know how some people have that elephant in the room and nobody will address it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't make Aunt Martha address it, right? And we can't make Uncle Bill address it. But we can address it. Right. And there's a freedom that comes in trusting Christ and addressing it. We all have red flags in our lives. We all know somebody that's got red flags. When you read Glamour Magazine or Cosmopolitan, they'll just be like, get all those people out of your life. Just, you know, we'd be stuck without even ourselves. <laughs> right? So with all of these red flags, what we really have to understand is that in Christ, there is always hope. 
There's never a moment that he's not on our side or that he won't help us. What we do is admit that the red flags are there and believe him for his help. In just a few moments, Jennifer McGill is going to come and she's going to talk to Cheryl Griffin just a little bit more. Would you like to be a part of a Bridges Studio audience production? Visit monicaschmelter.com slash calendar to sign up. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. This is Jennifer McGill. Thank you so much for joining us today on Bridges. I'm here with Cheryl Griffin. She's an author and a speaker. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, we both really appreciated what Monica said about taking responsibility. So tell us briefly about your book. Give us the big theme of what, of what you wrote about. Okay. Um, well, my book is basically based on my diagnosis of PTSD and panic and anxiety in 2007 and uh, how I got there <laughs> and everything that I uncovered after. <laughs> and it's called A Scarlet Cord of Hope. Yes. Yes, A Scarlet Cord of Hope. There it is. Now, now we were talking earlier about the moments that you faced the truth and you did the work to change your life. So tell us about how the book came out of that. Well, the book actually only came about because of the therapy that I was going through. I wanted to connect the pieces. I wanted to figure out why did I marry a man that I went to high school with that I knew had abusive tendencies but why did I marry him? And how did I get here? And why do I keep doing this pattern in my life and this and this? And so my therapist had said, you were primed for it. It wasn't about blaming my parents or my childhood, but it was just about acknowledging, recognizing these things were put in place and it kind of set the stage for me to make choices that I made. And so that's, I started journaling that and that's how the book came out. Um, I did not intend to be a writer or a speaker. I was very content to, to stay in the background and just do my thing. <laughs> um, but God obviously had different plans. And so uh, that's how the book ended up. Um, and it's, it, has, it actually helped me through my therapy um, put more pieces together than I ever even realized. And you did mention how, you know, Monica did talk about not being able to fix other people that you know, we do take responsibility and that it, it, it has to start with us and our relationship with God. Uh, tell us about how, how that worked for you dealing with therapy and as, as well as making God the center of your healing. Well, God definitely was the one that led me to therapy and um, everything is covered in prayer first and foremost. And I do wanna say that I do believe he can instantly heal. Sometimes therapy isn't needed and, and God will miraculously heal you in his timing, if it's his will. For me, that's just not what happened. I had to walk the process. And so, now I've gotten off track and forgot what you Oh, <laughs> not at all. I was actually just thinking that Monica had been talking about, you know, get help. Yes. That yes, you pray. Yes, God is the center of our healing and our everyday life, but get help. I mean, I mean, this this world has help in it, yeah. right? And 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 you're right. There was something that you were talking about as far as uh, the healing, getting it, getting into therapy, but that God led you to therapy. Now, now did that um, did that help inform you of how you treated therapy, like showing up 
and, and what you took home from that. Definitely. Um, and I, I also know that not every therapist is going to be a natural fit for you. So a lot of people have said to me, I tried therapy, it just didn't work. You didn't get the right therapist. <laughs> You've got to keep trying. Um, I preferred to find a Christian therapist. Um, and so although her practice was not uh, labeled as Christian, because then there becomes all these other rules and things that they have to go through, sadly. Um, but she was a strong believer and um, she didn't pray with me in the office, but I know she was praying for me. And that's something that we, we do need to focus on. Though we can't fix people, we do need to pray. We need to pray not only for ourselves, not only for this relationship, but we must think outward. We must pray for others because we don't know where that's going to go, right? Now, now in your book, what would you say is the big theme? Like, how long did it take through therapy? Like, you were journaling, so you had this amount of time in which you were journaling and then you wrote this book. What is the big theme? What can, what can you summarize in like a sentence about your book and what you want to tell people? Probably exactly what Monica has been saying all day, that there is always hope. There is always hope. There's nothing too big, too scary from our past. Nothing. And there is always hope. There's always God. There's always prayer. We can take that responsibility. Be active in our lives today. You are an inspiration. Monica is an inspiration. This show is wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today at Bridges. I'm Jennifer McGill. This is Cheryl Griffin. Please uh, check out her book, and you can check out the full episodes of Bridges as well as the study guide at monicaschmelter.com. Have a great rest of your day. The blood of Christ is the only cure. It gets down to the root of every single thing that ails us. There's not an addiction, there's not a generational curse, there's not any root of sin, there's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your event. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.